West uh, Shoddy. West. All right. Yeah, I guess the uh, I guess I need to get back on that protein shake, you know, that smoothie kind of life. Cause I can't believe I forgot. I said it was east when it's really west. But yeah, we did it. You did a great one. Whoa, Alex, the, are you trying to get a smoothie endorsement, bro? You gotta name drop some brands or something. You gotta be smoothie like Smoothie King. Uh, smoothie King, like, yeah, like yeah, the smoothie from uh, smoothie, smoothie King has me feeling pretty energetic. You know, know, only they show me some free smoothies or drop some ad space on us. You know, well, but, you already you already got a you already got a Bojangles uh, sponsor. In oh one yeah, of previous episodes. So you know, I mean, hey, I gotta do what I gotta do. Those mystics are fire, bro. Because you already lost us the Atlanta market in these previews. Like mm. they're never gonna come back to us. You so know, we got we got. I feel like out. at the end of that, I feel like at the end of that, I might have recovered. You know. No, you didn't. Atlanta people. No, no, Because no, 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 no. <laughs> then you're saying how good they are. And I'm like, okay, so now you're saying how good they are, but you have them in last? All right, whatever. <laughs> whatever. But it's understandable. We're going to go into the Sun Belt West. But I did some digging around. Guess who Vegas has as a favorite to win the Sun Belt? Who? Louisiana. Oh, okay. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Um and before I even get into, you know, the rest of the Sun Belt, if you haven't already, listen to our mm-hmm. first few episodes. Alex broke down yeah, Conference USA. We had USA, a bad boy. And we had then, a bad boy with the previous Sun Belt one, if that's what you're referring to. Uh, nah, nah, but I'm just, you know, just to just to give the peeps a heads up, you know, to listen to our first one with you talking about Conference USA. And then, you know, my first analysis of the Sun Belt East, we went mm-hmm. through that. If you haven't heard that, definitely go listen. And then, you know, I, I got to do my routine, you know, go pull up you on that website. Thing. You yeah. did your thing. Thanks. I appreciate that. I try my best, you know. Before I even get into my normal routine, you know, you guys should really appreciate the fact that I'm talking about college sports. And I don't mean that to toot my horn, yeah. but I'm just saying yeah. that, you know, you Alex should. is the Alex is the guy that's like normally going through college sports and he's so analytical and so in depth with the college athletes and this and that. Me, I'm a pro guy. I like pro basketball. I like NFL and NBA. But you know what? In college, it's, I feel like they try harder. It's more fun, yeah, more you know, passion. 
Either know? way, but you know, the pro sports are you know my thing. That's what I follow on the daily. I don't really even look at the college athletes until they you wow. know get or and you know what get, get, get you to know the, what? Right, let me finish. Right. I mean, I just, once they get to the draft area, then I start investigating, paying attention, and this and that. But um, wow. But yeah. we, we, we got him ready to watch UNLV against Eastern Washington on a exactly. Thursday night. So exactly. I, I think some level of conversion is happening, just so you know. Some level. You know, I've been doing my homework, you know, for these podcasts and doing my research. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm intrigued for sure. Um, and now, with that being said, I can get into my usual spill off. If you don't want to listen to us, go to our website, go to our website, go to our website, check go us out. Tell read the articles, friends. tell your friends, read the articles, you know, dig a little deep into what we're doing, pause and, you know, check us out. So with that being said, our final rankings, as Faison has mentioned in a previous episode, our final rankings are final, final on the website. You know, sometimes we talk it out together like I did with Hawaii yesterday or the other day. I just came up with them all of a sudden. Oh, I don't want them in fourth. I want them in third. So our, our, what we write on the website is going to be the final interpretations because we have a way of convincing each other and the pressure to kind of shake things up. So, again, if you see it's different from what we're saying now, it's just because that's our final version. Right. So with that being said, I am ready to wrap up this Sunday. Let's do it. And we're about to dig deep into the West. So if you don't know already, the West consists of Louisiana, Arkansas State, South Alabama, ULM, and Texas State. And, you know, just, you know, going through and doing my research for this side of the Sun Belt, one, I can tell you that it's not as competitive as the East. The East, those teams are actually absurd over there. The West, don't get me wrong, they have some solid teams, but they're just not as competitive as the East. Um, and the standings I have for this division is I have, you know, Louisiana at one, I have Arkansas State at two. And I was kind of torn between Texas State and South Alabama because South Alabama, even though they were terrible the previous year, they made some strides to try to bounce back this year. Um, but I just had to give the nod to Texas State at third, South Alabama fourth, and then UOM last last it place shoddy. It seems pretty standard, though. Like, I don't see anything too crazy here, which is yeah. surprising. But I don't think there's room for much crazy. But again, you know, we'll be talking this through. Maybe at the end we're going to have something crazy. Like, actually, you know what? Yeah, I think this is gonna happen. Perhaps, so. maybe we'll see. I mean, with with you know that east side, I, I can see some stuff getting shaken up, but I, I just I just can't see too much getting shaken up. The only thing I can see really changing is maybe that Texas State, South Alabama. You know, maybe they fly three four. Really? But uh, yeah, I mean, that's straight edge. You're saying? I think so. I mean, you can hold me to it. You know, Texas State, South Alabama flopping, and everything else staying the same. I, I've done my research. I feel I feel pretty confident. Granted, hopefully there's no injuries to, you know, really yeah, I know. impact some of these teams. But if everybody's healthy, things say as they are. I mean, that's not football, but injuries part of football. But still, as things as, as they are now, I see I, – I just can't see anything being mixed up. But, with, you know, that being said, let's dive into the West, baby. Let's get into it. So, first things first, Louisiana – no surprise here. These guys are, you know, they run the Sun Belt West. Can we just appreciate their name for a second? <laughs> Raging, the Raging Cajun. Cajuns. I love that name. Yeah, honestly, I, love it. I, I do too. And I, I really have a different level of appreciation for, you know, some of these teams that have different names. I know previously we were talking about Coastal and we were talking about the Chant- Chantilly. Yeah. And that being like 
a fighting rooster. Roosters. Yeah, you know, I think stuff like that's cool. Having a regular names are kind of boring. So the fact that they're raging Cajuns is extremely different. Sounds spicy. Kind of makes me think about like some some Popeyes French fries or some Bojangles French fries with the oh. seasoning on it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I went to so one of my coworkers had Popeyes one time. Totally sidetracked. They got their spicy fries like with the spice flakes. It actually was surprisingly good. It's really good. Like I mean, southern like fast levels. food. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Southern fast food is different. Like it's the reason why fast food is just so like dominant in the south. Cause that you know, you got churches, you got Popeyes, even though Popeyes in the northeast what's, is it's a southern thing. What's churches? Oh, you don't know what churches is? So it's kind of like uh it's another chicken spot that they honestly might have the best biscuits out in terms of, you know, not Ooh. sausage biscuits. I'm not going to say because Ooh. sausage biscuits, Bojangles, you know, that's my shoddy. Right. But they have this honey glazed biscuit. At, exactly. They have this honey glazed biscuit at churches. That's honestly amazing. So every time I go down south, I got to go get a box of those, eat them, you know, throughout my time being home. Oh, my God. But yeah. You're making me hungry now. It's different. Yeah. But, you know, without further ado, Louisiana, their team, they, they were 10 and 1 last year. They returned 20 starters, literally almost everybody except for one person. <laughs> and on offense, and on defense. I see no reason. You know, this coach is in his fourth year there, Billy Napier. I see no reason for that to be a fall off. You know, you got the same guys, the same system, and you're in a week, you know, you in the weak side of the Sun Belt where you dominate. Mm-hmm. Is, is literally no reason for you to have any type of a fall off. Right. Um, and, you know, with that being said, with them having a superb year, they're going to build off of this. And this is a team that honestly had one of the best DB group within the Sun Belt Conference. They only allowed 171 passing yards per game, um, which honestly, that's extremely impressive. Through 10 games, and they played some, you know, they played some comp last year. They weren't playing. They played Iowa some- State. Wait, they beat Iowa State last year? Yeah, bro. So no way like that quarterback draft nugget the top two rounds. Really? Yeah. So this is a, this is a team that has a secondary that can stop the pass and you just not just college sports. I mean, not sports, not just college football, but just NFL as well. Football itself is trending in the direction of how high volume with like passing. So having, you know, a secondary that could combat that efficiently, is extremely huge, and that's honestly probably part of the reason why they dominate this side of the Sun Belt. Mm. So, and then not not just that group, but you know the linebacker group, very talented, you know, group of guys. They lose their main contributor, but they have a lot of guys coming back. They have depth there, and they should be able to be the front runner of a you know another strong defense this year. They also return six players on the D line, and along with that, they added, and I don't know how they did this. But they added the number twenty-two defensive lineman in the country Whoa. from high school. He Whoa. was, yeah, he was committed to West Virginia. What? Yeah, he was committed to West Virginia. Decommitted to pull up on Louisiana. Ooh. I think the alum- this defense though, like you're making me um, love this defense. This, like I think, like you're an Aggie fan, I need to be a raging Cajun fan. Like this bro, is a legit this, defense. Yeah, this is a defense that you know, defense wins championships, and you know they're about that. So they add that high schooler who should provide you know, exceptional depth for them. And this defense is it honestly should be, they have no reason not to be one of the top, if not the top defense in the Sunbelt Conference. Um, that being said, let's flop it over to the, the other side of the ball. They only lose, the, the only starter that this team is losing 
comes from the O-line, and it's their left tackle. Um, but the thing is, that guy had only had four starts. So it wasn't like he was somebody who was super established, super, you know, that guy. He only started four games last year, and he departed. But they added a Georgia Tech transfer and a high schooler who was originally committed to Florida. So I don't know what they got going on in Louisiana. But oh, they, you know what? You know what they're going on. I always ask yeah. you that question. Okay, first, let, let me do this. How did, how did they get all those transfers? Can you tell me? How did they do it? I mean, it's not even the transfers. They only got one transfer. They're getting these guys to decommit to these, you know, Power Five conference teams and commit to them. Georgia Tech. I mean, I mean, not Georgia Tech. Sorry about that. Florida and West Virginia. Could you imagine a kid decommitting from Florida to pull up? on louisiana and don't get me wrong that louisiana is, is you know they're a good program but they aren't florida is it yeah, sec school so it, it looks like this coach actually took them to the next level like i'm looking at their like recent wins they've won not nine games in five straight years then they won 11 games 2019 and 10 games last year so i didn't realize this but they, it seems like they also have a winning culture they do they they 100 have a winning culture and that's something that goes a long way when you know when it comes to season to season and having a standard and your players understanding the standard and your players understanding what it takes to perform at that level, you know, having that winning culture is huge. There's no, there's, there's not going to be any fall off. There's not going to be any, you know, inconsistencies because as long as everybody within the program is all in one accord and they all know you're there and that's what this team is. They're there. Um, so yeah, is uh, all I want to say is, the alumni pockets must run deep, like I always say, because these guys decommit and it's kind of crazy. <laughs> you're making uh, me really, you're making me really love this team, though. Uh, yeah, th- no, this is a solid team. Uh, going to the next group, you know, the wide receivers. They add, <laughs> they add a TCU Uh-oh. transfer and they add a Bama transfer. How do you get that Bama transfer? That's kind of crazy. Um, and they also return the top eight guys, you know, at that position. So. <laughs> There's a lot of depth. There's a lot of competition at that position, at a position that was already, you know, good last year. They added a TCU and a Bama guy. So this is with that type of competition, with that, you know, type of experience, this is going to be a group that should excel, you know, this coming season. Hmm. Uh, a group that, you know, doesn't have – and you know what? I take a previous statement back. That one O-lineman that departed, he wasn't one of the starters that was counted within, you know – Oh, no, no, no. He he was. So he was a guy that left because they have two guys that left. He was a guy that left. And then they also have their starting running back that left. Their top two running backs, which is kind of crazy coming from a school that's not a power five school. Their top two running backs departed for the NFL. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And they got drafted, it looks like. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Two guys from Louisiana, the starter and the backup, both it's go to the NFL. It's interesting because – Who's the real running back? You maybe Louisiana. They had a guy in the Jets the <laughs> yeah, other year. It's definitely Bama. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, I I, I know, but like, what's the fun in saying Bama is the running okay. back? You okay? I, I guess. I guess Louisiana. Louisiana the running back. You of the later rounds of the drafts. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and you know, they also add a guy. They add a uh, transfer from Texas A and M, but you know. <laughs> when it comes to filling his, you know, filling his void of the two guys at the department, I don't even think it's going to be the guy that's, that's a transfer. You know, they have a guy on the roster, Chris Smith, 
Chris Smith, I'm showing you all, bro. You know, don't don't make me look bad. But I think that this guy is more than capable of being the guy to be the starter mm-hmm. for this team at running back. And I think that he can be a thousand yard guy. That's that's my humble okay, opinion. OK, OK, you, you, you're that's my humble opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be as specific as you are with the draft stocks and this and that. But, you know, I'm going to throw a little player, you know, projection out there. So and and, and this is my projection. I think that he's going to be the guy. Um, and last but not least, definitely not least. That this quarterback group. Last year, this guy Levi Lewis lit it up, bro. He he was a he was definitely the leader of this offense last year. He threw for over three K yards, and he only had he had honestly four picks. And you know, this like this is a guy who was extremely speechless. I am. I am. Did he make you this speechless, bro? This this guy's amazing, and. You know, he's a dual-threat quarterback. He's a guy that he's the third all-time passer here. And, you know, they added transfers from Maryland and Fresno State, but those th- those transfers aren't even a threat to this guy. He's He <laughs> he is the starter here. Those guys are – Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. These guys are competing for the backup spot. It's, this guy's the guy. He's literally flawless. So he's, I'm looking – I was looking through this, and you know what? I'm going to say – Derek King is a poor man's Levi Lewis. Possibly, bro. You know, he's another guy who's a who's a you know the guy from Maryland. He's a dual threat as well, um, and you know he maybe he could be the guy that takes a helm once Levi departs. Hopefully, Levi goes to the NFL. You know, with his 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 experience and his resume, I can definitely see him being a guy that. And here's me on my best Alex. You know, take. I can see him being a guy that's a late round draft pick. I'm not going to be as specific with the rounds as you are because I'm not that great at it. But I'm going to say this guy's a late, late, late round draft pick. But no, no, I meant Dear King. You know, he's the star quarterback for the U. Right. So that's why I'm saying I think this guy because they're both five ten. So this guy seems to be more consistent passer, and he's five ten short. So is that Russell Wilson height? Yeah, bro. Russell Wilson height. Yeah, bro. I mean, you can you can say that there's some similarities there. But I just think that I don't know Levi Lewis. I, I think that he's that dude. Honestly, I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a fan of him. So, um, you know, definitely expect him to have another superb year, especially with the addition of, you know, the weapons that they added at wide receiver and the guys that are coming back, as well as running back, as well as online. So there's no excuse for this team not to be top of the charts to be the best team in this West Division. Now on to. Their schedule's oh. not bad, though. I just wanted to say one thing about the schedule. Yeah. They, they open at Texas. Yeah, no, they actually have a pretty Texas. solid schedule. They're not playing bums this year. They're playing Texas. They got, you know, a D2 school, if I'm not mistaken. Are they D2? D2? Maybe they, they might have. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you were the FCS no, no, no. player, bro. This team was D2. They, they, uh, must have, yeah, they must have moved up to FCS. I, I could be wrong. I just remember one of the guys from Last Chance U went there. Maybe that is FCS. And I mean, yeah, yeah, but um, they got those guys. They got Ohio, Georgia Southern, um, App State, and then, yes, also Liberty, another solid team. So, so what do you think? Do you think they're going to, do you think they're going to beat Texas? They beat a much better Iowa State team last year. Texas seems to be in a little bit of controversy right now. Yeah, but I I just don't know. Uh, for me, that game's a toss up. But the rest of the games on the schedule, do I see them winning? Yes, I can see them going ten. You know, 
having a one loss season again. Really? You think yeah. they're gonna beat App State? I think I think that this team can beat App State, yes. Wow. All right. Then I think what better way to leave Louisiana than saying you think they're gonna beat App State? <laughs> I think so, bro. I'll hold you to that. It's a Tuesday night game. So I'll hold you to that. It's a Tuesday night game. We're going to be watching it October 12th. <laughs> Market. Market, bro. Tuesday, Tuesday night. Day. I'm chilling, drinking a brewski, watching App State versus Louisiana. Did you just say brewski? <laughs> yeah, oh bro. Okay, on more to... and more urban. <laughs> or oh, to the next. <laughs> Up next, you know, coming in second place in this division, I have Arkansas State. They didn't have. The I best. love them. I love this team. I love Arkansas State. I'm not gonna lie. I, you said that you love this team, and I just, I just can't see why. I mean, I have them second, and I don't have them second because I'm high on them. I have them second because the rest of this division is wow. trash. Okay, so <laughs> now we just lost the Jonesboro group too. <laughs> so do you want to just keep going down the list of oh markets that we lost? And I didn't say I like this team. I just I like their program. Is what I meant. They're oh, okay. a solid program. All right. Okay. I like the program too. So Jones, you know, Jonesboro put back up on us. But last year they weren't so high. And it was a COVID year last year. They were four and seven. They got rid of the coach. Now they got Bush Jones. It's his first year there. Um, and you know, that you know, ha- having a first year coach, it's just it, it it raises a lot of questions, you know. You have a new OC, new offense, you know, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that they kept their defensive coordinator. Um, oh, no. A lot. There's a new defensive coordinator. So, yeah, new defense, new offense. And it's just like. And the funny oh, thing is, you, you remember we we're talking about the Aggies. You love the Aggies. So you should like Arkansas State. Because you remember their head coach went to Utah State. Their starting running back went to Utah State. There's top wide receiver, one to Utah State. So, so you should be loving Arkansas State if you're an Aggie fan. Mm, not for sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> Just yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, that is true. I actually did see that they, a, a lot of their players followed their coach to, Ar- I mean, to Utah State <laughs> and one in their starting quarterback, which is kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, but, you know, losing all those guys, having a new system, Learning a new system, new verbiage, I, I think it's going to be tough for this team. Um, and I think that they do have talent. And I, I think that this year is going to be a building year. And I think that next year is going to be a better year for them. But I just, I, especially with the strength of schedule, they have a they have a tough schedule as well. They have a harder schedule than Louisiana, to be honest. Really? Um, yeah. In terms of what they have versus the teams that they're going against, I, I definitely think that they have a tougher schedule. Um, but you know, let's let's get into these. You know, starting with the defense, since I fucked up the defensive coordinator. I thought you're an offensive guy. Like you go in two teams in a row, defense first. Where's yeah. the tight end guy? Where's the <laughs> offense guy? I gotta switch it up for everybody, bro. Well, you're really including you're really myself. me right now. Including like, myself. Defense first. We're going backwards. So you know, this is a defense. They had a disappointing year last year. They're extremely disappointing, especially this DB group. Um, this DB group has nowhere to go, but, uh, they returned everybody. So at least they got some experience last year and they added a Juco transfer as well. So with the, you know, experience, the new defensive coordinator with this new system, they're also putting in a, you know, a new defense of four, two, five. So it's going to be more DBs out there, less linebackers. Hopefully this is a group that could, you know, bounce back, get better. 
Um, going from there to, to the linebackers, the heart of your defense, they lose their star linebacker, um, but they return six guys with starting, you know, experience. Um, this is another group, you know, like the DB group, like the D-line group, you know, this entire defense hopes to bounce back and they hope that this 4-2-5 defense can give them a new life. Um, unfortunately, this linebacker group was played with injuries last year. So hopefully they can stay healthy. Um, and now going to the D-line, they return for the top seven D-linemen. Uh, this is a unit that carried the defense last year uh, with the, you know, changing the 4-2 defense, having another D-lineman out there, hopefully, you know, it could it could alleviate stress on the linebackers uh, and get these D-linemen, who is a more talented group on the defense, you know, going, adding that extra player on the line, stopping the run, getting a better pass rush. Hopefully, you know, that, you know, things can go north for them. Um and now going to the offense, since I'm an offensive guy and I should have started with this. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> the only player that they lose in their own line is their, you know, left tackle. They return nine guys with starting experience. And they also add transfers, one being from UConn and the other being from Kentucky. Um, Ooh. This is a unit that, you know, they should see improvement. They added talent. They have experience. Um, with the new OC, hopefully they're able to you know, get right. You know, the, this is a team that had talent. It, I feel like this could have more so been a coaching issue from the previous years. And hopefully these, you know, with the new coach, new OC, new DC, you know, these players have like a new, you know, rejuvenated amount of energy, amount of life, you know, some like spunk to them now. Huh. Um, going to the, <laughs> to the, you know, the group of weapons, wide receivers, and tight ends, I'm, you know, I'm a tight end. These guys lose their top three guys, and they also lose their top tight end. So this is a group with the, you know, a big question mark. It's a big question mark. They literally lose everybody who was, you know, extremely productive for them last year. Um, they bring back two guys with some experience. If I'm not mistaken, I think they both notch over 100 yards total. Um, and they also add transfers from TCU, Kentucky, and Boise. So even though they lost their top guys, okay. they added some talent um, from bigger schools, better programs, you know, one being Boise. So hopefully this is a group that could also get it together. Um, going to the running back group. <clears throat> Excuse me. Their you know, wide receiver group is tall, though. I'm just looking right now. They yeah. have, their starters are 6'2", 6'2", 6'5", and 6'3". Yeah, it's going to be a lot That's of jump a balls group. going around. <laughs> but, you know, also, you know, having a tall group like that also means that, you know, there could be, you know, not as fast, not as twitchy. So it just makes some Ooh. of those, you know, short down and distances a little bit harder to, you know, complete. You know, everything can be a jump ball. Everything can be down the field. So, I wish. I wish. Yeah, that would be more exciting. <laughs> uh, this running back group, they were played with injuries last year. You know, mm. just – just, you know, they were rotating a lot of guys. A lot of guys are being hurt. You know, their starter returns from injury. So hopefully he's a guy that, you know, he started off hot last year. Hopefully he's a guy that can start off hot again and then remain hot, remain healthy. And they also add in the Yale transfer and the Iowa State transfer. So now they, they have some depth. They have guys that could come in and, you know, really, you know, be a punch if, you know, God forbid this guy goes down again. Or if they want to go by committee, which, you know, Maybe it's something they should have looked at last year. 
you know, this this could be a solid running back group. I'm not going to be make some poll, no bold project, you know, and say that this is going to be one of the top running back groups in a conference because certainly not. But this is a group that has some talent. This is a group that could be productive for this team. Um, and then wrapping up like I did with Louisiana with the quarterback group. This is another, you know, position that has a question mark. As as you said earlier, you know, the quarterback departed to go to Utah State. Go Aggies. <laughs> to go to Utah State to follow his coach. <laughs> you mean go Arkansas State because guess you survived them to Utah State. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know, even though they lost their starter, they have a quarterback on the roster who was a walk-on at Alabama. And they also add a transfer from Florida State and they add a transfer from Mississippi State. So, you know, even though they lose a guy, they get some solid talent. They got a, you know, it's, 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 it's a team with the open spot. So they got some guys, some really great guys to come in that want to compete and want to earn a starting spot. So even though they lost their starting quarterback, this is a team that if everything goes well for them, should have a quarterback just as talented, hopefully. Um, what do you think, Alex? Yeah, I'm I'm taking this all in. You know, I like I like looking at analytics and numbers and stuff. I low key think this is going to be a seven eight win team. You think so? Yes, I think that they're going to beat the they're going to win the first game of the season. I'm calling them to beat Tulsa or Memphis. I we're going to get into those teams later on, but I think they're going to beat Tulsa. Because mm. Tulsa, again, we're going to get into it later on. I think they lost guys, so I have them. They're going to lose to Washington, obviously. Um, so I have them two and two. I think they could beat Georgia Southern. I'm not going to lie, bro. This is what I got. I got them. I feel like I feel like they might lose a Tulsa low key, and I feel like they may even lose a Memphis. They're losing well, Washington. Memphis is better to Tulsa than Tulsa, so I yeah. won't be surprised at that. Yeah. So Tulsa, Memphis, Washington—that's three L's. I honestly think that they're going to lose to coastal. coastal obviously louisiana maybe even at, wait app state obviously maybe even georgia southern to be honest so that it, it kind of see seven and five i could so we're basically saying their ceiling is seven and five this year that's kind of what i'm getting at mm-hmm. maybe the max they can do the best they maybe can do yeah yeah and that that's if they pull off some pretty good upsets you know Interesting. Well, according to you, Georgia State is the worst team in the other division, so I'll give no, them a there. No, I had... You had the last. Georgia State. No, no, no. Oh, oh, I thought you said Georgia Southern, my bad. Yeah, yeah, Georgia, no, no, State. Georgia State. Yeah, give them a win there. Give them a win there for sure. Anyway, Georgia Southern, should... I think that would be a better game. All they care about, will they make a bowl? Yes or no? I'm going to say no. I'm not going to lie. So, so you have them getting lower than six wins? Yes. And I think that. So then, this is basically saying that this division is trash. It's trash. <laughs> I said that. Yes, team. yes. Okay. I All mean, right. bro, think about it this way: this team was third last year, and they were four and seven. They were third in this division last year. They were four and seven, bro. And I, 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 I get that, but again, who knows what really happened with COVID year? You know. So. And you know what? They were tied because the team that was second, South Alabama, were four and seven as well. <laughs> Another team that the team that was third was two and ten. <laughs> Perfect. And we're gonna get to them right now. <laughs> oh yeah. What do you know? Speaking of that team, 
Texas State, how are you? <laughs> oh, I, I, was, I watched their first game of the season last year against SMU, and they have a nice stadium and nice jerseys. Like, yeah. they, they're like the Oregon of the Sun Belt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, honestly, they are. Uh, shout out, you know, our guy, Daniel Kennedy. He was a former teammate of mine at Fordham. Mr. He transferred Kennedy. to Texas State. And if you guys are familiar with Hustler on our RG page, you know that he was a guy who kind of did, you know, a whole real thanks for us. So shout out, Daniel, if, if you're if you're listening. You if you're crack not, me up, man. You crack you me up. You shouldn't be. I mean, uh, you should be because. Uh, yeah, you should be. Come on. Like, yeah. you're a football guy. You played football. Everyone should be listening to this. Exactly. So, um, but without further ado, getting into the Oregon of, this, you know, Sun Belt, Texas State. So these guys last year were two and ten. Two and ten, they were third in the division. Great. That means easy to improve on. Easy to improve. You know, they can only go up from here. I have them, you know, getting getting third again. Their head coach, Jake Spivital, this is, you know, it's his third year. And most coaches, you know, they see big improvements. There this this third year, you know, makes or break them. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you guys don't know, this would make sense for you why head coaches, you know, get fired or whatever after their third year. Because, you know, this is a year where, you know, they, they've, in, they've installed whatever system they were going to install their first year. Second year, that's the year they build on things. Third year, they kind of have the guys that they recruited there and they should be, you know, playing. They should be playing meaningful minutes. So this third year should be the year that – the team sees a massive jump. And if they don't, then that's why coaches normally get, you know, let go because if you don't got it going by now, buddy, then it's not going to ever work for you. Also, within a third year, isn't a team mostly or almost all his recruits by the third year? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. First and second year, right? Like, you probably have some of the other guys, right? But at this point, this is your team. Yeah, bro. You built this team. Exactly. This team should be one majority of yours and two – the guys that you brought in should be playing by now. So, yeah. But uh, without further ado, since I'm an offensive guy and you said I should Thank start on offense first, time. let's start with the quarterback group. <laughs> you sound hyped a, about them. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a 2-10 team. I'm going to try my best to be a little bit hyped. But, hey, you know, this is a team that they their quarterbacks kind of battled with injury last year. So they were going back and forth between two guys starting. Um, should be very solid, you know, competition in this training camp to see who gets a nod at, you know, being a starter. And if things weren't already spicy enough, they had a transfer from North Carolina State, which could very well just, you know, overtake the position from the other two guys who were going back and forth last year. So that's the position group that I think that they have some talent there. The guys that played last year put up some solid numbers whenever they were healthy. So I think that, you know, even though there's a question mark there, who's going to be the guy, I think that whoever the guy is going to be, if healthy throughout the whole season, should have a solid year. Um, on to the next group, the running backs. This is a group that's very deep. They had a trio of guys who all had 100-yard-plus games last year. Mm-mm-mm. So this is a group that could get it done on the ground. And you know what the crazy thing is? All three of those guys return. They come back. And even though this team was 2-10, and 10, Alex, and even though this team was kind of trash, not kind of trash, even though this team was trash, I think that this running back room might be the best running back room in the Sun Belt. That's, that's another one of my hot takes I'm going to throw Ooh. out there. So this I'm might looking be... at this right now. They're actually really talented. Like, yeah, bro. Like, 
their their starter is like a top JUCO guy, and they get an Oklahoma State transfer, and then mm-hmm. their backup backup is a pretty. Ooh, I love this group. Mm. So yeah, I'm going to see if I can find a draft nugget for you all by the time we're done. Give me a second. I'm listening. (laughs) So yeah, my hot take is this is going to be the you know the top running back room in, not just the Sun Belt West. I'm saying all of Sun Belt. So you can say the whole country. Yeah, no. (laughs) Imagine I say the whole country with Bama right there looking at me. (laughs) Oh, Bama's not going to have the best running back group in the country. I'm telling you. You don't think so? No. Wait, yo, we're going to uh, – hold on, hold on, everybody. We got to put a pause on this Sunbelt talk. If you don't think that Bama's going to have the best running back group, who? Nope. Who? Uh, Texas A&M, Georgia, Iowa State, Oklahoma. I have them all above Alabama. Mm, I can honestly see Georgia being above Alabama, to Texas be honest. Texas A&M, they return a 1,000-yard rusher, number 10 recruit in the country. They added Frosh, number 20 recruit in the country. They had guys who got over 500 yards. That's the top running back group in the country. And I don't like saying that as a Clemson guy. Iowa State is, has arguably the number one best running back in the country, Iowa State. I, he ran for 1,600 yards last year. Best running back in the country. He may get Heisman votes. Oklahoma. You know Oklahoma churns out running backs to the NFL. Too. Yeah. They return yeah. a bunch of guys. They even return a guy who got 1,000 yards. Bro, I'm sorry. Bama is – Barely top five for me this year. Wow. Okay. All right. So fuck Bama. Spam that. Fuck. Yeah, Bama. I don't like Bama anyway. It's, 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 it's the Golden State Warriors of the college best, the college football. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. But um, sorry, Nick Saban. Now we'll never get in Bama. But you know, you know, it's only fair. You lost us Atlanta. I lost us Tuscaloosa. So we're even. We're even. So, all right, back to Texas State, you know, after my hot take on this running back room. Let's go to this wide receiver group. They lose two of their top targets, Ooh. which is tough. But, you know, they return six guys that have starting experience, and they also had a transfer from North Carolina and a transfer from Bowling Green. And even though, you know, there's question marks here because they lose their top two guys, I think that this is also another group that's extremely talented. They have a great mix of speed and size. I think that this is a group that could be very solid for this team in 2021. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, no, nah, I'm not going to say that. I'm not, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me guess what you're going to say. Were you going to say that you want to put them second in the division? No. I mean, yeah, yes and no. I want to say That's what I'm thinking right now based off what you've been saying. Because for me, whenever I was going through these, I, I had a really tough time, you know, going between Arkansas State, Texas State, and South Alabama. I honestly feel like three – I know before I said Texas State or South Alabama, but I feel like, you know, it's it's a, it's a tie for second between these three teams. And I feel like one of these teams, any of these teams, three teams, could be second, third, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I'm sorry about that mix-up. But um, I had to retract that earlier statement about – uh, you know, it being set because honestly, don't between one and you know the bottom. Yes, you do a lot of explaining, which is why I think there's going to be more shake up than you think. <laughs> I know. Explaining that really well. <laughs> I know, but you know, the last team and the first team, I feel like are set. But I feel like the you know second through fourth, I feel like there's a little bit of a you know breathing room there. So, <clears throat> without further ado, let's get back to the defensive side of of the ball. And Whoa. this is, you know, this is a unit 
you know, that would say with a lot of injuries, um, this DB group, they had a lot of losses. They were very bad, you know, in 2020. Um, they lose, you know, the top three guys, two of them departed. And unfortunately, you know, it hurts me to say this, but one of their guys also passed away, Cam Winters, RIP. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, man. you know, right, they rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. They had a, you know, tough, tough loss there. Um, wow. And, yeah. They don't return many guys in the DB group as well. But, you know, with the losses that they've had, they add four transfers, you know, one from Vandy, New Mexico, SMU, and Utah State. Um, and, you know, this unit now coming into the season, they have a nice, you know, mix of depth and talent. So hopefully they can bounce back, you know, from a injury-prone, you know, low 2020. And, you know, with these transfers, you know, figure it out. So it's this coach's third year. They got to figure it out. <laughs> um, another unit that was hit with injuries, you know, is a linebacker unit. And last year, not only did they, you know, have injuries, they also lacked experience last year. Um, they were trying to figure it out along with battle those injuries. This year, you know, two of those guys are coming back. They have a little bit more experience under their belt. Hopefully they can make a bigger impact, you know, with the experience that they got from last year. Um, no transfers and no there. Um, oh, wait. How could I? I didn't even. Yeah, I did it again. You I do? went. I went through the offense and forgot the most important group, the O line. This division has got you off your game. You got to get it back, man. <laughs> got to get back. Take, take ten seconds to to do your yoga thing, and then we'll be good to go. Mm. And in that ten second, in that ten second, I'm gonna say, <laughs> I think Texas State is gonna have an upset this year that no one sees coming. I think I was looking at this while you were talking. I don't think any one of their units is in the bottom of the league. I think if you average their units, they're very mediocre. Average is like fifth or sixth in the league. And mm. and, and I think they're going to be a 500 team, I think. And I'm not going to steal your thunder, but I think they're going to upset someone that you don't expect. Who? No, tell me who. Who do you think they're going to upset? All right. So let's look at this. I don't know FIU very well or Eastern Michigan because we're going to get into those teams soon, right? But I think they're going to beat South Alabama. I think they're going to be ULM and Arkansas State, right? So that's three. I don't think they're going to be Coastal. I Something is appealing to me that they're going to be probably close against Louisiana for some reason. I don't mm. know. They're 0-8 they're against them. Something's got to get – I don't know. I mean, I hey, know. I, you know, I at some know. point they got to, you know, exactly. report a win. So, hey. Uh, I think <laughs> – did you were you high on Troy? Not really, right? You weren't nah. that high on Troy. I think nah. they beat Troy. I have I think actually beat Georgia. No, no, no. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Troy actually had a had a talented team, and if I'm not mistaken, they had a talented defense. So all I'm saying is, I think these guys are gonna make a bowl and they're gonna upset someone. I have Louisiana and Georgia Southern circled as my upsets. Hmm. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So now back to the offense, to the to the big fajitas up front that I miss. They bring back fajitas up front. Fajitas, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's, that's that's who you call the big fellas. I didn't so, know that. Uh, there we go. Something <laughs> so the, so they bring back seven guys that got starting experience, um, and one of them being a transfer that that they got from you know 
the previous year from Arkansas, who I can see having a very, very big year. Also, they also had a transfer from Maine. And, you know, yes, Maine is an FCS school, but this guy was third-team All-American with, you know, for FCS. And not only was he third-team All-American, but he was drafted third overall in the CFL draft. So, hey, once he's done with his college football career, he he already had a check waiting for him in the CFL. Um, and they also add a North Dakota State transfer, which, you know, we all know that that that's that's the Bama of FCS football. So that's also notable. So, so I mean, you know, even though this is a team that, you know, was kind of bad last year, I think that they figured it out that it starts in the trenches. And I think that this O-line should be superb for them this coming season. And swinging back from the O-line to the D-line, back to defense, um, the D-line, they bring back everybody except for two backups. Uh, they bring back their starters. And they also add a Texas Tech transfer. So there's some competition, there's some depth there. Last year, just like everybody else on defense, they struggled with injuries. Um, but I think that if this unit can remain healthy, I think that this could also be another solid unit for them, you know, going into this 2021 season. I mean, it starts in the trenches, and I, I think that they know that, and I think that they highlighted that. So if, you know, everything else go well, if they can remain healthy and not be injury injury plagued on defense like they were this past year. I think that this team, this team could, could you know, turn some heads. So we'll see. I, I just got to say this. See. Before we go to the next school, do you remember an agreement that we had? A particular agreement. Which one? Jalen Tolbert. Does that name sound familiar? Yeah, we spoke about him, if I'm not mistaken, last episode, no? Yeah, so I said he's going to go top three rounds of the draft. Mm -hmm. It's his team right now. We're at his team. Oh, this is his team. South Alabama. Oh, the next, the next team. The next team. That's the what I'm saying. Team. I just oh, had a I was like, I was like, wait, you were, I was like, he's not on Texas State. I was like, I'm looking. I'm like, okay. All right, you had me, you had me shook. But, yo, honestly, Alex, I'm not going to lie. One, you said, you, wait, oh. you said he was going top three rounds? Yes. Okay. I don't know, but. Wait, I'm not gonna know. lie, bro. No, 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 I don't know, but I'm not gonna lie, bro. I really like this South Alabama team, bro. Everybody from Mobile, yes. Alabama, pull up on us. Yes. Even though I got them fourth, I could easily see them being second. And last year they finished second. They were four, four and seven. I can see them, you know, finishing second again. And you know, the the only thing that you know, when it comes to the positions, I really like what they have going on talent wise, player wise. The only thing that kind of makes me nervous about the team, Alex, is the fact that, you know, Kane Womack is in his first year there. They have a new OC as well. Um, and you know how it is. You know, you're installing new offense, you know, and new culture with the team, uh, new verbiage. Um, so, you know, when it comes to that, things could be a little bit of iffy. And, you know, same thing on defense, you know, new defensive coordinator, so you can just never, you just never really know how players mesh with the new coach. You know, this is going to be the season that we see how well that you know they mesh together. Um, but you know, ex excluding the coaches, you know, just players alone, this is a team that I really like. They, you know, just going back to last year, you know, they have they were four and seven, but this is a team that could have easily be seven and four. You know, they had some close games last year. They also netted, you know three of their four wins last year. 
were also were also upsets. They were games that they were not supposed to win. This is a team that you know they were a little bit up and down last year, but if they can stay consistent, I feel like this could, they 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 could be second in this division. Um, going back to the defensive side of the ball because you know for some reason I love talking about defense first. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> this linebacker unit, you know, they lost their star guy. They lost their top guy. Um, they bring back five guys with starting experience. Uh, they also add a high school recruit from, you know, Missouri who should provide some pretty quality, you know, depth. Um, this unit should be productive this coming year. Um, another unit that I really like, not because there are some studs, but because, you know, over the years they've shown growth, they've shown improvement, is this DB group. They finished top, you know, you know, not 100. They were like right outside the, you know, top 100 and pass defense um, last year. And, you know, the previous year they did the same thing. They've been trying to stay consistent, you know, consistently get better. Um, this is a unit that, you know, return a guy who, you know, came into his own last year and he was noted as being the best DB in all of the Sunbelt Conference. So, you know, Draft gotta, note. Let me let me let me figure this out. I'm listening. Draft note. <laughs> Draft note incoming. Yeah, he's a guy that you know he's been noted as the top DB in this conference. Um, so with him coming back, and everybody else, literally everybody else comes back with the exception of one guy who was dismissed from the team, along with another player that we'll get into in a few. Um, this unit is an is is a unit that should make another jump in 21. Um, <clears throat> going to the offensive side, wait, going to the defensive side of the ball, you know, this is another unit who they got eight guys coming back. All these guys have, you know, playing experience. They, you know, they're really high on this Juco guy that, that they have coming in. So this is a team, I mean, not team, this is a, you know, a defensive line that should, you know, be somewhat the same as last year. But with the combination of, you know, the DBs, the linebackers, I think that this can be a solid defense. Nothing crazy. I'm not going to say they're going to be one of the top defenses, but I think that they're going to be slightly above average. And now going to the offensive side of the ball, um, this is an O-line. This, this is where their struggles came out last year, I think. And this is why they were so inconsistent. You know, they had an O-line that struggled so bad. And not, not only did they struggle when they played, they were just ravaged by injuries. Um Five of those players that that they had last year came back, so there's some experience there. Uh, the all you know those guys started four plus games, and they also added a transfer who had six starts with, at Louisiana Tech. They added a transfer who had two starts at Mississippi State, another transfer who had ten starts at you know North Texas, and they also got a you know Michigan transfer who opted out last year because of COVID, and now is going there. So they got all these transfers. Either there's about to be some serious competition or these transfers are about to literally just jump over these other five guys in the depth chart. Um, but, you know, if this is a, if they can, however they do it, whether these five transfers come in and they all start or they mix and match these guys and, you know, whatever ends up being, you know, working, if this is a, if they can figure it out up front, I think that that's going to be key for this team, you know, moving forward for them to make that jump and stay at second place. I think that this O line is going to have is, is going to be the group that everybody got their eyes on. Um, so yeah. Oh, also they also add <laughs> another guy who had 14 stars at Southeast at Southeast Missouri State. Um, so yeah, 
with the addition of talent, depth, competition, this unit should be able to bounce back strong next year. And this unit should be able to, you know, lead this offense and lead this team to second place because they're not getting first place because Louisiana is just too yeah. like that. <laughs> I, I honestly like like their offense. Like they their offensive skill positions like wide receivers and tight ends, they get drafted. Gerald Everett he's on a round, right. you know. You got a guy got drafted last year, seventh round. So I'm not Mike Tolbert, he's gonna he's gonna make me come true. He's gonna make yeah. me come true. Yeah, maybe. I mean that speaking of Tolbert and speaking of the wide receiver group, you know, they only lose one guy and he was a backup. They got Tolbert coming back and another guy to keep your eye on. The coaches are really high on the, you know, a true frost not true frost, a true freshman that they had last year with some decent size and this kid is you know, apparently a, a, like a uh, speedster. So, you know, the combination of Tolbert's size and this speedy freshman, you know, maybe we have a, a dynamic duo out there on the perimeter for these guys. They also return two tight ends, and they also got a transfer from Kentucky. So this is a unit that if the O-line is able to protect and the quarterbacks are able to sling it out there, this is a, a wide receiver group that's honestly pretty talented, pretty solid all around. Uh, great combination of size and depth. You know, they don't have too many tall guys. They don't have too many small, speedy guys. They got a lot of, you know, different combinations of size and speed that can complement each other. So this is a wide receiver unit that, I, you know, I definitely got my eye out on. Um, and, you know, speaking of quarterbacks, this quarterback, <laughs> the quarterback, you know, that started like the last four games, he comes back. They were, you know, had some injuries there, had some guys going back and forth. But the guy that's, you know, ended the season, he's the guy that's coming back. The only thing is with the new head coach and the new OC, you know, he's learning a new system along with everybody else. And they bring in a transfer from Utah who was a number 11 quarterback in high school. So, Oof. you know, there's going to be some competition there. I can already tell you I know how it is with these transfers being a college athlete myself. Coaches show them a little bit of favor. And this guy with with the upside that this Utah transfer has coming from Utah, being an you know, elite 11 quarterback, he honestly is probably going to get the nod. <laughs> and also, I, I like their starter from last year. He, yeah. he is like 6'3", can sling the ball. I, right. I like, I actually, I like this. I wouldn't be surprised if they do finish second. I think you're right. Exactly, bro. I mean, they – like I said before, player-wise, they have the talent. It's just a matter of knowing and figuring out, you know, the offensive system, defensive system, and figuring out how their head coach operates and, you know, just them meshing. If they can mesh early and, you know, keep it going throughout the season, I think that, yes, they can finish second. But if they take a couple of games in the beginning of the season to mesh and figure things out, I just think that this, this is going to be a year for them to just gain experience and figure it out and not be a year where things to be special for them um, and have that winning season and not be second with the losing record. Um, and last but not least is running back group. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, their starting running back was dismissed along with that one, that one DB I spoke of earlier. But they returned, you know, three of their top four rushers, excluding that one guy that was dismissed. And they also had a transfer – from Michigan State, who was a number two running back coming out of high school. Number two running back coming out of high school. They got that guy. So, you know, honestly, number I, two? he was a number two what? running back coming out of high school. He was at Michigan. I mean, he was at Mississippi State. And uh, Actually, 
should, are you going to go all the way to say they maybe can challenge Louisiana, or are you not going that far? I'm not going to go that far because Louisiana is, is a team that's been consistent. It's a team that has been at the top for several years. It's a team that, you know, they have their talent and they have their good players too, as along with the coach that's been there for a while. So, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to challenge Louisiana, but I will say that this is a team that, like I said before, if they can figure it out early on, this is a team that can be just as dominant as Louisiana with the rest of the teams in this division. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, so, you know, going back to this running back, I expect him to be the starter day one. But I just need to say it's ironic. This is the division you're least looking forward to, the least amount of teams, and it's already almost an hour. So uh, something was going really well here, FaZe. Something's going well. <laughs> Obviously, this is low-key your favorite one if we spent the most time by far on this division of everyone. So no, I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think you're joking because it's Maybe. impressive that you got an hour's worth of material. Like, you did your homework. I did. I did. I did. I definitely, you know, when it comes to these, when it comes to like these smaller divisions, I definitely want to know more, see more, whatever. But yeah, this is a guy I expect to be their starter and I expect him to be, and I expect this running back room in general to have solid depth and be talented. And last but not least, all right, actually last and yes, or least, you know, we have ULM Warhawks and you know, Alex, I've been going on his rant, talking crazy, going trying to be just as analytical as you are. I want to let you take this one over. So thanks. You give me the team. It's going to be the worst in the country. I, I, I appreciate that. So, I mean, where do I start? Let's start with, they were 0-10 last year. I hear my dad laughing in the background. They're 0-10 last year. <laughs> they have an actually hard schedule. They're playing Kentucky, Liberty, and LSU, in addition to Coastal and Louisiana and App State. I want like, – this is reminds me of UNLV. I want to find them a win, but I I, I don't think they're going to win a game again. Like, I, I really want them to. Maybe they beat Jackson State. Maybe. But, again, you said, as you were saying the other day, they're tough. They're not a pushover. So, I don't know. I, maybe Texas State. Maybe Georgia State. Maybe Troy. Like, they, they – they maybe can beat one of these middle middle tier teams that has a bad day. Right. I don't know. I, I'm looking at this right now, and you know, you know before you get I into think... that though, before you even get into specific players though, they're just a team that, you know, not only do they have a first year head coach, and not only were they 0 10 last year, you know, it would be one thing if they were bringing back a lot of players from last year because you're like, oh, they were 0 10, but they had experience and built on it. They're not bringing back many players either. Only so 16. it's just, yeah. yeah. So it's just like. Compared to these other teams. They're going to be more competitive, right, than last year. They're going to be more competitive. I mean, I hope so. They were 0-10 last year. They, they, I mean, one win and they're more competitive. They they got (laughs) blown out almost every game except Georgia Southern. So, yeah, they're going to be more competitive. I'm I'm looking (laughs) at the quarterback group, and I have Rhett Rodriguez winning it. And the only reason I can justify that is his dad's the offensive coordinator. Yeah, bro. Like, I mean, don't don't get me wrong though. I mean, he's a, he's not he's that a transfer. Good. He's not that good though. I mean, like, he's I a trans- watched him at Arizona. He's not that good. Yeah, but I mean, he's also Arizona playing Pac-12, playing tougher teams. I mean, he's going to be in a South. I mean, not South, but I keep wanting to say South though. He's going to be in a Sunbelt Conference playing lesser talent. I mean, he he's from Arizona, and you know his dad is the OC. And he knows, you know, he has prior knowledge of the system. So, I mean, yeah, obviously he's going to be the starter. But I think that maybe he could do a, I mean, he, obviously he's going to do better here than he was at Arizona. So, 
the thing is, I don't think their running back group is less experienced, but they had some nice JUCOs coming in. So, I mean, they have nowhere to go but up when your leading rusher only had 300 yards last year in 11 games. So they're good. They're going to improve. They have like the JUCO is actually not a bad guy. Like he's was a top 100 JUCO transfer. So he should be good experienced. Wide receivers, they have seven returning, including a really good tight end from USF. So they should improve. Last year, they were horrendous also. Their O-line had no fight in them last year. Maybe they did, but they just didn't show it. They, they were terrible last year. Again, there's only one way for them to go, but I think this team is worse than UNLV, and we yeah, have UNLV pretty low. Um, you know I'm what? right now. Going back to the O-line, Alex, going back to the O-line, not only was his unit terrible last year, but they lost their two key players out of the dirt. They lost their two key dirt. And, you know, you would have thought that they would have brought in transfers to kind of make up for losing those players and the lack of talent. And they didn't even bring in transfers. So, and we all know it starts in the trenches. So, hey. I don't know. Like, I think their linebacker group is actually, actually decently okay. I, I think that's their best unit on the team, which, I mean, not saying that much. I'm looking right now. The line is bad. Like I have less things to say about them than I did against UNLV. I just yeah, don't know. I don't it's just know. not much. I mean, like, the, their DBs the, have were they have seven starting experience, but they're not that good. They had a guy from Missouri. Yeah, they should turn around. Like this is the thing. You lost every game. I did the math quick. You lost a game by an average of twenty-eight points last year. Maybe even 32 if I want to be ge- be not very generous and include a certain stat. But that means you lost by five touchdowns, four to five touchdowns a game. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I think their goal is to just improve, be competitive, and maybe beat Jackson State. I think Jackson State's their Super Bowl this year. Jackson gonna... State is going to scrape them, boys. No, no, they're, not not, they're not going to uh, scrape them. Bro, I'm not gonna lie. No, they might not scrape them, but I think that between they could win. But this this is gonna be their Super Bowl, right? Yeah, Super Bowl is against. That's Jackson gonna State. be the team that that that's that that's definitely the game that they have circled. But I think that Jackson State, awesome. you know, compared to some of the other HBCUs, has a lot of talent. They bring they brought in some four stars. Yeah. So yeah, Dion has been doing a great job there. Anyway, I don't know how we got this much meat out of the East. So kudos to you. Yeah. I don't know. I tried my best, but um, yeah, everybody listening, if you made it this far, thanks for you know checking us out, listening to us. If you haven't already, like I, you know, always spam. Check out our website. Check out the other previews. Um, I highly recommend Alex previews. Alex has the better no, previews. No, 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 no. So um, that's not true. That's not true. Also, also check not out true. the articles. Um, that's just true. Check out, check out everything. You know. We've been putting in a lot of work, doing a lot of things, trying to, you know, push this content out for you guys. Uh, we really enjoy doing this. Uh, show us some love. So, you know, I'm going to hand it back over to you, Alex. I mean, this phase, I'm out. Let's, let's wrap it up. I think it's been great. We'll see you all soon.